Hello there, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. And I can see we have an awful lot of headlines from around the world screaming Creator Clash 2. They have done a fantastic job of working with the media, obviously around the world, uh, to promote not only their event and also their causes, their charities that they're supporting, but also boxing. So this is really good news for boxing, and I just want to start off with a story that I found, or two, uh, that are interesting. Uh, these feature a couple of uh, fellows who were uh, were on the show last year, the first Creator Clash held over in uh, Tampa. Um, Harley Mornstein, you might know him uh, for his food channel on YouTube called Epic Mealtime, and he's known for uh, cooking bacon-wrapped uh, meals. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, he's going to square off against a professional wrestler, wrestler by name of John Hennigan. I think it's John Morrison, and in, 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 if you're looking at him in WWE terms. Uh, and it's one of 12 bouts. Uh, as we said yesterday, they'll make up Creator Clash 2. Um, interestingly enough, he said uh, he's talking about uh, you know his, his, the event, uh, says the author. This is an NBC News, by the way. NBC, the event brings unlikely internet celebrities together to do something unexpected. It's like a concert cross with Dancing with the Stars if the stars were punching each other in the face. Uh, said Morstein, when I was there, I thought the vibe was way, way more similar to VidCon or fan meetup of his uh, fight last year. People came with their merchandise already. They're fans of certain fighters. They wanted to watch one person on the card. They didn't care who they were fighting. So it'll be, as I said, Morstein's, Morstein's second bout. Uh, and as I said, last year, he emerged victorious against his old friend, Aaron Hansen, uh, who has a gaming uh, channel on YouTube called Game Grumps. Uh, and and uh, Morstein said it surprised him. Uh, I had his little blood stain on my glove, and he was fine. But I was still like, oh, my God, he's supposed to go to Bush Gardens today, and he's got a bloody nose. I'm like, what am I doing here? <laughs> anyway, so the, the, the story goes on uh, quite extensively uh, to describe other uh, YouTubers and uh, influencers, as they're known, uh, and how they have gotten involved in boxing, potentially starting with KSI. Uh, back in 2018 when he fought uh, Joe Weller. Uh, so it's been going on for quite a while, and uh, uh, Jake Paul has certainly made it quite popular among the influencer crowd, as have uh, former legends of the boxing sport, um, Floyd Mayweather Jr., Roy Jones Jr., uh, even Manny Pacquiao is getting back in the ring. Uh, but anyway, that is because of the popularity of boxing and its increasing stature around the world. Uh, anyway, so let's, let's bounce on after N NBC. I see that the British are all over this as well. Now, keeping in mind of the time difference, so the ring walks are going to be like 3, 4 a.m. Uh, in the morning in England, yet uh, the British media are all over this as well. Fantastic job done by the promoters and the publicists uh, handling uh, Creator Clash. And you might be aware uh, that Talk and Fight will be there at the event as well, covering it live. Uh, our, our good buddy, uh, Jay Velez, he'll be there uh, and others uh, to cover the event uh, to hopefully catch a few words from these influencers and the impact of boxing on their lives and how they intend uh, to use boxing uh, to influence their charity decisions. 
uh, iDubs, uh, Ian Jomha, who created it, and Alex Wasabi are going to go toe-to-toe um, uh, on uh, on uh, Creative Clash 2 at the Amelie Arena. I mentioned that yesterday. It's taking place in Tampa. And uh, and, and they're uh, going to fight each other. It's, it's a sanctioned four-round super middleweight main event bout. Um, you know, and one of the things I noticed when going through the various cards yesterday, uh, weights weren't really mentioned. Um, more, more like personalities were mentioned. Someone's going to fight someone. So if you're following, uh, if you're a rabid fan of one of these uh, influencers and they have anywhere between 20 and 40 million followers around the world, they're incredibly popular personalities. Uh, the weight classes weren't really of concern, I suppose. But it was interesting that uh, the British Boxing News Channel has has uh, picked up on this and and said, um, uh, you know what what the weight class is for these two fellows, uh, I Dubs, who's created co created event, and Alex Wasabi. It's going to be a great fight, by the way. Um, I Dubs uh, did did lose his battle, by the way, last year, and uh, I don't know if Wasabi was in in last year's fight or not. But uh, anyway, said I Dubs. I'm ready to get in the ring and show everyone what I'm made of. He told the British press, I, I've been training hard and I'm feeling confident. This is going to be a fun night of boxing with our charities and fans being the beneficiaries. And he's not swayed uh, from that messaging, I might add. Uh, Wasabi echoed Idub's sentiments saying, I'm thrilled to be making my pro boxing debut. Well, that answers that question against Ian. Uh, we're both coming into this with something to be pr something to prove and I'm ready to give it my all. Uh, so fans can can watch the highly anticipated matchup between Idubs and Wasabi live on Moment. Uh, that's the official live streaming partner of Cra uh, Creative Clash 2. The event promises to be an unforgettable experience for all those involved. And Idubs and Wasabi's boxing match is just one of the many exciting highlights to look forward to. Um, now we're going to zip over to what the Mirror over in the UK had to say. Um YouTube boxing is back this weekend in Florida's Amelie Arena with iDubs versus Alex Wasabi, the main event of this year's iteration of the Creator Clash. The charity boxing tournament will pit over 20 social media stars against one another in a white-collar tournament with the main event between iDubs, whose real name is Ian Jomha, and Alex Wasabi, a professional bout. The pair have both fought once before, with Jomha losing his debut to Dr. Mike last May and Wasabi defeating Digi in his first bout the previous March. This year's event will see a number of high-profile debuts, by the way, including, as I mentioned earlier, WWE star uh, John Hennigan, better known from his ring name, John Morrison. I was correct. Uh, but there will also be a number of returning fighters from last year's event, including Hennigan's opponent, Harley Mornstein, who we mentioned right off the top uh, from Epic Mealtime, and the 42-year-old Nathan Dad Barnett. And, says the Mirror, here's what you need to know about this year's Creator Clash event. The return of the Creator Clash takes place at the Amelie Arena in Tampa, Florida, April 15th, a venue notable as the spot where Jake Paul knocked out Tyrone Woodley. Unfortunately for British fans, this means another late night or early morning if you want to catch your favorite influencers throwing hands, given, given the five-hour time difference. Expect the ring walks to be around 2.30 a.m. or 3 a.m. UK time for the main event, with the card starting at 10 p.m. British time with a bout between Jack Manifold and the returning Dakota Olave. The event will be broadcast live on Moment Pay-Per-View, with the main broadcast starting at 10 p.m. in the UK and a price to be announced. 
The event will cost £20.50 and can be purchased uh, online. You can watch the event on multiple devices, including laptops, smart TVs, and through their mobile app. And the action uh, able to be mirrored up to the TV. Did I just say that? Yeah, okay. Alrighty, let's have a quick look at the fight card. Idubs on Wasabi, Harley Mornstein on uh, against uh, former WD star John Harrington, um, Chris Reagan versus someone to be announced. Uh, someone we featured yesterday, Marisha Ray, who's uh, um, uh, famous for her critical role, versus Haley Sharp, Yodeling Haley, uh, who we mentioned yesterday. Uh, Myth uh, versus Hundar. Uh, Aaron Hansen's back, Gang Grumps versus Jarvis Johnson, Adrian Botez versus Michelle Canar, Alana Pierce uh, versus R.I.P. Mika, uh, Crank Gameplays versus Lionheart, Nathan Barnett, that's dad, uh, A.B. Ayad, he's also known as Star Killer, the H3 podcast, <laughs> Jay Laray versus Abelina Sabrina, and Jack Manifold. Uh, versus Dakota, I love, as I said earlier, some quick quotes here from my dubs, uh, as quoted, in the mirror, in the UK, naturally. What I think I'm looking for, especially when we're just kind of randomly recruiting people for this event, is people who have an impact on the culture. Alex Wasabi is an OG YouTuber. He might not be familiar with the new Zoomers on TikTok and stuff, and I might not be as well. But I think our goal is to attract people from all different generations. You know, some people aren't going to speak to some of the audience, but I think Al Kwasabi definitely speaks to a group of millennials who are heavily on YouTube during a certain time. Yeah, so there you go. Promoting boxing across the generations. Speaking of promoting boxing, something uh, we're all going to look forward to if it happens, and uh, something that Ebony Bridges says will break the internet. And... It features uh, one of my uh, female fighters, uh, Avril Mathy. And here's what uh, Ebony Bridges had to say about a fight that might happen this year. I'm quoting from uh, the Daily Mail. It's published in Australia, uh, written by Dan Kansian. Glamorous boxing world champion Ebony Bridges has joked a fight between her and fellow Australian Avril Mathy would quote, break the internet, end quote. The blonde bomber has become renowned uh, for her racy way in outfits while Matthew steps on the scales wearing a bikini. And Bridges suggested the pair may up the ante should they finally manage to get their long-awaited fight on. I love Avril. Uh, Avril, she said, uh, I think she's great, honestly. Uh, she works really hard and I respect her for what she does, her hustle, her lifestyle, and what she's done. Um... Both Bridges and Matthew, the 2014 Mr. MC USA International Champ, hugely popular OnlyFans accounts. Uh, last month, Bridges revealed she was making so much money from the platform while, where her content ranges from uh, tame to pornography that she could retire from boxing whenever she wanted. But the Australian has no interest in hanging up her gloves and is determined to get in the ring with Matthew. The pair were supposed to fight this year, but Bridges broke her hand in a world title fight against Shannon O'Connell when uh, uh, when she retaining when she retaining the title with a brutal eighth round stoppage win back in December. Matthew's dream of fighting her compatriot, meanwhile, were dealt a blow as she lost to uh, Britain's Ramla Ali in her first defeat as a professional back in February. But Bridges remains confident the fight will happen, and unsurprisingly, she backs herself to retain her title. 
I don't really see it going past first four or five rounds, obviously with me winning, she said. Uh, Avril's a tough Aussie, uh, but so is Shannon O'Connell. I'm just betting, and, and, and I'm just getting better and better. So it will be exciting if we have that fight, and I'd like to fight her. And as she said, we're in talks for a fight. I would like to give her that opportunity because I think she's great, and I think she deserves it. Uh, Matthew, for her part, said she's really excited for the fight, but acknowledges Bridge, Bridges will be a formidable opponent. That goes without saying. Uh, she brings it and likes to come forward and never really takes a step backward, but I can also bang and come forward. And so I think there will be fireworks, and I think it will be an exciting fight, said Matthew. I'm significantly taller than her, so for me, it's going to be about keeping her away from me, which will be a challenge because we've seen how she likes to get in. Uh, but it's one that I'm ready for, and as soon as her hand's better, we can get it on. All right. We all look forward to that, I guarantee you. On the more serious note, uh, Jim Kalfa over in Boxing News 24 has said, heavyweight fringe, con heavyweight fringe contender, okay, heavyweight fringe contender Jared Anderson, the real big baby, says he wants top names in division after his victory over second-tier fighter George Arias last weekend, a fight held in uh, Newark, New Jersey. Assuming his promoters at top rank give the 23-year-old Anderson 14 and 0, 14 knockouts. His wish of putting him in with a notable heavyweight, they would need uh, to choose wisely because the opposition thus far has been exclusively Ham and Eggers that would lose to virtually anyone in the top 15. That's the problem. Anderson has been matched similarly by top rank as one of their former stable fighters, Edgar Berlanga, who started his career with his 16 straight first round knockouts. When they advanced him to fringe level fighters, he struggled, looked terrible, and is no longer with the company. Will the same thing happen to Jared Anderson, asks this writer. It would be a good idea for Top Rank to be conservative with who they match up, uh, the six foot four, 240-pound Jared, if they step him up, because as we saw in his fight with Arias Lasati, he's very easy to hit, and he lacks power. Hmm. Anderson leaves himself open when he attacks his opponents with combinations. His hand-eye coordination isn't the best, and he's unable to block incoming shots. Right now, Jared is getting away with having poor defensive skills because the fighters at top rank is feeding him have zero power but that'll change obviously if they grant him his wish to start fighting top contenders in the division the ideal starter opponent for anderson would be dillian white as he's old shot chinny and is well known in the boxing world however white's uh, white's promoter eddie hearn probably won't let top rank use him as a stepping stone for anderson to destroy to make a name for himself Hearn still has plans on using White as a confidence booster for his fading star, Anthony Joshua, to get a win and make a little coin from the British fans. If Hearn were, to willing, if Hearn were willing to let Top Rank use White as a trial horse, he'd be perfect for Anderson. Options, however, for Jared Anderson's step-up fight include Carlos Takam, Fabio Wardley, Luis Ortiz, Murat Gassiav, Joseph Parker, Derek Chisora, Otto Wallen, Tony Yoka, F.A. Ajagba, Ajit Kabayal, Charles Martin, and David Adelaide. Now we'll see what happens. But speaking of Anthony Joshua, um, we're going to get to him in a sec because I wanted to tell you a quick little story about Joe Joyce, uh, Olympic silver medal winner. Joe Joyce is less than a week away with a scheduled showdown against Chinese giant Zhang Shailai. Uh, Joyce, who's sporting a 15-0 record, 14 knockouts, will defend his WBO interim heavyweight title fight against Zhang on Saturday night. That's upcoming. Uh, a victory would place Joyce in line for mandatory crack at unified world champion uh, Alexander Yusek. 
Usyk has already been ordered to make a mandatory against WBA regular champ Daniel Dubois, and both sides have already begun discussions to have a showdown sometime in the summer. Joyce holds a knockout win over Dubois. His former foe gets the quicker title crack as a result of a mandatory schedule agreement between the sanctioning organizations. The winner of Usyk versus Dubois will likely have to make a mandatory defense against the IBF's top man, Philip Hergovic. The big puncher is not overly pleased, that'd be Joyce, uh, that his world title opportunity is potentially at least a year away. It is annoying, Joyce told uh, Sky Sports. It's really annoying that Dubois is headed in the queue and Hergovic as well. And my comment there is maybe he should go up against Big Baby Anderson. And uh, so let's move over then to Anthony Joshua, as promised, and whether or not he's opened the door for a Tyson Fury fight in 2023. Now, remember, Eddie Hearn had planned uh, other opponents than Tyson Fury for Anthony Joshua to fight this year uh, to regain his confidence more than anything. Uh, Anthony Joshua confirmed his next fight is scheduled for December after he marked his return to the ring with a victory over Jermaine Franklin. But why the long wait? asks uh, John Denon out of Sky Sports. We explore some of the big questions surrounding an intriguing few months for the former heavyweight champion of the world. What's next? Um, so let's look at some of the pressing questions surrounding a fascinating year ahead for Joshua and the rest of the heavyweight division. Anthony Joshua beat Jermaine Franklin by unanimous decision. It was his first fight since his second loss to Usyk last August and his first victory since 2020. After that fight, Joshua gave every indication they wanted to box more regularly and was targeting a second bout of the year in July. But now he's revealed on social media that instead he will sit out most of 2023 and only return to action in December. He posted, my next fight is scheduled for December. Not ideal, but everything is part of a bigger picture. And so why the long wait? It's not immediately clear why Joshua has ruled out fighting later this summer. Though he didn't secure a knockout against Franklin, he controlled the contest overall and didn't appear to suffer any injuries that would sideline him for a sustained period of time. But his reference to the bigger picture is a possible hint that the intention is to set up a major fight. Interestingly, it seems it can take a very long time indeed to make the biggest fights. So could this open the door for anti-Joshua to fight at Tyson Fury? And not at this point that we care, but let's just see what uh, the British reporter has to say. We've been down this road before repeatedly. Uh, when Fury and Joshua were both champions, they started up talks for a fight that did not materialize. And at the end of last year, after Joshua's loss to Usyk, their teams restarted negotiations that again, again came to nothing. But Joshua did insist after being Franklin that WBC champ Fury was his target, the pot of gold, as he put it. It's a sign that Joshua wants the fight, and by taking plenty of time before boxing again, AJ is giving both teams months to work through their differences. Plus, they're more likely to secure a vast site fee from a location in the Middle East for a fight in December. And so what does this mean for the undisputed heavyweight championship fight? Uh, the wait for that is likely to be even longer now. Uh, Tyson Fury was in talks with Usyk to stage a fight that would unify all four of the major titles and establish the heavyweight division's first undisputed champ in two decades. But those negotiations publicly imploded last month. Usyk is already going in a different direction. The WBA instructed him to make a mandatory defense of his belt against Daniel Dubois, which leaves Fury without a fight scheduled. Having already beaten Deontay Wilder twice, the most significant fights for him to take now, apart from music, of course, would be defensive against either Anthony Joshua or Joe Joyce. So, is the wait good for Joshua? 
Being out of the ring for so long, once again, is a gamble. If he, if it does enable him to secure Tyson Fury uh, fight, that would be important for his legacy in, in itself, even more so were he to win it. But Joshua has had three different trainers in his last three fights. He'd benefit more from new coach Derek James if they had more fights and more time together. Furthermore, inactivity has been an unwelcome feature of Joshua's career since his momentous 2017 victory over Vladimir Klitschko. He fought once in 2020, once in 2021, and once in 2022. Joshua only started boxing at the age of 18, so he only had a short, albeit highly successful amateur career. He would certainly have helped. It's, it clearly would have helped his development as a fighter uh, to have more rounds of competitive experience. The weight may help Joshua secure the super fight he needs, but a tune-up bout first would surely leave him in a better position to win it. Well, there you go. One quick little note here uh, regarding Devin Haven, Haney and the Lomachenko fight. Uh, the world title fight uh, and the grandson of the greatest uh, take center stage on Saturday, May 20th as part of ESPN televised prelims to the pay-per-view main event headlined by undisputed lightweight champ Devin Haney uh, in his title defense against former three-division champ uh, Vasily Lomachenko taking place at the MGM Grand Garden Arena over in Las Vegas. The two-fight telecast is head headlined by the vacant WBO junior bantamweight world title showdown between former WBA champ Anthony Maloney, sorry, Andrew Maloney, he's 25 and 2, and undefeated former WBO flyweight titleist Junto Nakatani, 24 and 0. Opening the broadcast will be undefeated middleweight prospect Nico Ali Walsh, he's 8 and 0, the grandson of Muhammad Ali, in a scheduled eight rounder against a to be determined foe. And there you have it, boxing fans. Thanks for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight. I appreciate it very much. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and we'll see you later on at 4 p.m. when I join Mike Orr and Cedric Ben for their show, Knuckle Up.